It's Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Yesterday at the start of the podcast, not on the air, just on the podcast, we were talking about your real estate dilemma, Shauna. We were. Whether you should sell your place at a loss, Mm -hmm. go rent, or if you should hang on to it, hope the market bounces back. Um, I got a message from a friend of the show, Nils. He sent me a voice message and he said he thinks that sometimes you need to take a step back financially to get ahead again. He said, you know, it, you, you shouldn't look at it as if you do decide to sell as like, you know, as a step backwards. You, you might, you know, yeah. you, you might find something better down the road. You might be in a better situation. And I, I truly don't see it uh, like it's a tough decision to make right now. But either way, for me, I'm looking at it as something that will uh, be the least stressful moving forwards. Mm. That's yeah. what I'm looking at it as, right? Like, I'm just like, at this, okay, this is what we've done. This is what I've, I've had happen. Uh, but now moving forward, which would be the best way to go just to eliminate that stress? That's really what I look at it as. Here's another message. I was in the exact same situation as you, Sean. I ended up selling for a loss, and the savings from the interest rates will offset that, which made me feel a bit better. I'm now squatting at my girlfriend's place, pocketing that money for skiing. We just need some more snow. I should say I'm paying my girlfriend a 1000 bucks a month now. But this is... So. This is the other thing we are talking about, like, you know, tiny homes and, and how cheap those are. And I've... I've seriously debated, yeah, getting like a shoebox and actually saving a crap ton and rent and living in a place that's just like very, very tiny yeah. because that's just more money in my pocket for, again, snowboarding, just like this person said. Well, I was browsing real estate in my in Saskatoon, in my hometown, and I found a trailer, like in a trailer park, for 24000 bucks. And it, I mean, it's not like beautiful, but it wasn't bad either, and it no. wasn't in a rough part of town, and it was just like, yeah. man, if I was single, I'd consider that. Yeah. Because that you could um, like, there's lots of people who could pay for that straight up, and then, then you just wouldn't have any. Although someone messaged, friend of the show, Michael messaged and said actually, like the the lot fees are what kill you. Yes. The pad fees, they said they can be up to a thousand bucks a month sometimes. So are you? Well, a, a friend of mine had a uh, trailer in Invermere, mm-hmm. like a, a cabin trailer that was right on the water, like it was just a, a couple steps down to the water, and she was selling it for twenty five thousand bucks. And at with the time, the land? with the well, here's the thing. So it was okay. leased land. Okay. So the trailer itself was twenty five grand, and then yeah, it was. I think she said three thousand bucks a year to lease the land. That's not horrible. But no, and I told my parents about this, and of course they hail from Ontario, where cabins are you know million dollar plus. And I, I was like, I could actually get a place that is that close to the water for on Lake Grand for twenty five thousand dollars. My parents were like. Maybe you should do it. <laughs> like they were like, why wouldn't you? Was it winterized? Like, could you stay there year round? I don't think it was winterized. Mm. Um, but it, like for me, you could put your boat and and leave it because they had their own <laughs> private beach. And I'm like, you could dock your boat there. I'm like, docking fees alone are thousands of dollars on Lake Invermere. So, you could Airbnb it as long oh, as there weren't rules around that. Yeah. Oh, I was tempted. Yeah. Lots of different options. I don't know. But I mean, this like we said, there's some freedom to renting. There's some freedom to not being tied down to a place. Totally. On today's show, a heritage moment because it's Wednesday, an etymology, a conspiracy theory. Our Vancouver jokes are starting to show up in other parts of the internet. We think this is hilarious. They're going universal, man. Yesterday we were talking about names that mean something funny in another language, and we got a really funny message from a friend of the show about that. The most marked up retail items. Tim Hortons has magic soup. 
cured my son instantly. I'll tell that story. We're going to talk about the doomsday clock, which has moved closer to midnight. Da, 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 da. The best sports to watch when they're bad, mm-hmm. and a tremendous TV boof after your out of context clip of the show. Pop! I gotta say it like I love that, how both that of us pop! <laughs> Give me some bad. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Beckler, did you see the clip of the Fox anchor just butchering a bunch of hockey pronunciations? Yes, friend of the show Craig sent this to Holy me. Holy man, was this Th- something? This is a turbo boof. This is just—I'll just play it for you, okay? She's it's okay. Former Washington Capitals coach Bruce Boudreau has been fired by the Vancouver Can- Canucks. The team announced Two. the change Sunday, less than a week after President of Hockey Operations Jim Rutherford said major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. Oh, three. Rick Tukid was hired oh. as Boudreau's replacement. Oh. Rick Tukit. Rick. How do you get Tukit out of that? Oh, I think my. at that point she had just boofed so hard. You can hear her flustered she is she, too. The, like, this is what I... Don't get me wrong. Like We will mispronounce things for sure the, yeah. uh, the odd time. Yeah. But if there is a name that I am unfamiliar with or a team or something, I will try and look it up in advance of going on the air and then in, instead of just going, how do I feel like this should be pronounced? Do you know what I mean? Like Any one of those by itself wouldn't have been too bad. No. It's just that she got hit like three times in the same like little clip. Like just a couple quick here. Boudreau. Oh, That's one. Okay. Okay. Understandable. The team Canucks. Oh, man. To fix the Canucks. <laughs> Rick Tukid was <gasps> the first time she says Canucks, and she, you could see her like looking around the the studio. Co- co- like, is that co- right? I canukes? don't know. <laughs> guys, is that it? guys, canukes? Ver- verification over here. Or okay, I'm gonna go with Canucks the second with time. Yep, that sounds good. Yeah, and first then, time sounded really good. And and Boudreau, and then and then Rick Tukid. I'm liking that long tukit? O sound. Tukid. Yeah, it doesn't even. There's no. Like I don't know how she got two. Was kids, she just taking creative license at this point? She was just like, actually, I'm gonna like, miss. Whatever. I went. I went with one. I frigged it up, and now we're just gonna purposely mispronounce the rest. She's Bruce Boothro. She's both. That's. Oh, that's, that's a dad good. joke. That's, that's a dad a joke. Good dad joke right there. Boof. Boothro. <laughs> Oh yeah, my that's God! Four just, booths in a short span of time. Coover can canoes. Canoes. Is that is that Anyone? Forge ahead, yeah, guys. Anyone? <laughs> you going? And Shauna podcast. What is the best sport to watch when it's bad? What do you mean bad? Like when the teams aren't very good. Oh, it's not very competitive. Mm. Think on that for a second. I'll tell you where okay. this came from. This was inspired by a post I saw earlier this week about how. Um, this past weekend, the Blue Jackets had a sellout crowd against the Sharks. They had almost 19,000 people in Nationwide Arena in Columbus. And these are two bottom feeder teams this year. Like yeah, that's weird. They're both in the in the running for for Bedard. And yet they, were managed, they managed to get 19,000 people into the building on a Saturday afternoon. So I don't know if there was some special promo there going on or something. something. Yeah. But anyway, I was reading through the comments and people were discussing this and someone said that they think pro hockey is exciting even when the teams are bad just because of the pace, pace of the game yeah. and the physicality of it. And so I think that's fair because someone yeah. else said like, by contrast to football, bad football teams typically have bad offenses. And if you're just watching drop balls and penalties and stuff, it's not that exciting, is it? No. So again, I mean, it's real physical, but... Yep. But no, it wouldn't be that great to watch a bad football. Yeah. So some sports are better to watch, good bad. or bad. Yeah. You know? So what are what are the best sports to watch when they're bad? Like when the two where it's like these two teams suck and tickets are cheap, but it'll still be entertaining. This is a tough call. I was thinking about this for a while and I was like, I don't I was thinking basketball maybe. 
Just because they're such aliens? Because they're aliens? Yeah. So you could just look at the <laughs> the long bodies on the court there and be like, whoa, look at these things move. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention that if you have one good player, right, who can make some decent shots, it would be pretty cool to even see that. Absolutely. Like, shoot from three and you're like, yeah, that's cool. You really can go to watch one player in basketball. You can. Yeah. So basketball? Basketball is a good one. Yeah, because you can watch the two last place NBA teams and it'll still be entertaining because they're aliens. Yeah. Right? I was also like trying to stretch and venture. I was like, "Are we talking what kind of what kind of sports?" Anything. Well, this is wide open. Like this is because I have two answers that are both stupid. You might not even count them as sports. Okay, well, but, give me one of your uh, stupid ones. Um, have you ever seen like a, a lower budget wrestling promotion? Okay, I, that was one that I was thinking okay. of as well. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a ton of fun. Yes, like, yes, some of I these, have. Like, <laughs> you know where they rent a community hall and put up a rink and a, a ring and it's like five bucks. Yep. That can be a hoot because I, they're just beating the hell out of each other and the fans are so into it and the the people watching is great too. Yes. In Regina, they had an event called Midget Wrestling. I don't even think you can call it that no, anymore. You, but, but they did. They did. And it that's exactly what it was. It was a bunch of little people who were wrestling and it was amazing. Yeah. They were super skilled. Uh it was it was quite the thing to watch, let me tell you. I would go to watch that any day. Bad wrestling is still a ton of fun. Bad wrestling's still great. Even yeah. the best wrestling, you go into it with like, exactly. like this isn't real. Yeah. I'm, I'm here f- you know, for the spectacle of it. The other so. one I thought of was diving. Oh, man. bad. Okay, that's kind of like my second answer, too. Okay, what's yours? I was going to say when someone who can't surf gets on the wave rider machine, oh, yeah. the flow rider machine, oh, yeah. it, it's the best thing in the whole world because they just get wrecked. Yes. And that's what diving would be because you just, you'd be betting on belly flops. Come on, just (laughs) flop from that board. Like, let's go. (laughs) You know how people have, man. uh, Other people have made this observation too, but the Olympics needs to have like a regular person do a demo just to show you how difficult the sport is. Yes. Just to give you like a reference point. Yep. And nobody would miss the average the average Joe diver. That would be a must see event, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. This guy's going to wreck himself. Like, if you're on vacation, okay, and there's a pool and there's some dude trying to dive and he does a belly flop. It, Showing off. Oh, my God. It's oh, it makes my day. It's like, sir, can you please try and dive one more time? Have a couple more beer and then do that again. Thank you. podcast. Oh, came home sick from school yesterday. Oh, no. Uh, he wasn't feeling good, so we picked him up early. He was complaining of a headache and an upset stomach. Shoot. Um. And then on the way home, I was like, well, we'll stop and get you some some chicken noodle soup from Tim Hortons. Because when you're not feeling Classic. good, soup can help sometimes. Yep. Uh, well, he ate the soup on the way home. And then when we got home, he and Brigham were tearing around the house. <laughs> they were wrestling. They were laughing. They were playing pranks. And I was like, that's a miraculous recovery. That's amazing. Isn't it? So one of two things happened here. Either one, he was faking it. He was exaggerating his symptoms. He was faking sick. Or... Tim Hortons makes magic soup. It it's can funny. Cure a boy from illness in just minutes. When I was sick, I would always use that as a an excuse to go get McDonald's. Mm. Like, Mom, McDonald's will make me feel better. Can you get me some nuggets? And that's then, a real stretch. It really is. But she would. God bless her. She would. She would get me nuggets, and somehow, even if I was super sick, I could get down some McDonald's nuggets. And that would help. It would help. Wow. Well, wow. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I and I also hadn't heard of the the, the healing the, the healing soups. The of Tim hero Hortons. soup. Yeah. Just from the school to Tim Hortons and then home, he, it, it cured him completely. Well, Even, you told him it did. You're like, you know what makes you feel better? Soup. And he hated it. He was like, I sure do feel better, Dad. Thank you. It's true. You go to the doctor, they'll prescribe you a soup. Soup. Yep. <laughs> Maybe an apple. Have Apple and soup. Those are the two things. Two bowls twice a day at a soup until you feel better. <laughs> 
Did you? When you were gone, Sean, I was talking about how it's soup month right now. Oh, it's right. It's soup month. Of course it is. It's cold out. It's soup month. It is. Soup gets a whole month. Mm. Like, <laughs> I forget. It's like mental health gets a day. Human rights gets a week. Soup gets a soup month. Soup gets a month, and rightfully so. Yeah. And I played a couple of our old soup parodies. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. We were thinking about opening a soup truck called we Soup Dog. Soup Dog. Not all these different <laughs> parodies we were going to play. Yeah, Pepper. I'm still super with ya. Hot water runs deep. Still Soup Dog and SOUP. 99 Pepper, guess who's back? Still. Sipping that soup every day. Oh, for show. Check me out. It's still soup day pepper, two day pepper. Put my phone on lock, dig out my biggest pot. I take last night's chicken, drop the bones in stock. Bring the pot to a simmer and you've got soup broth. Foodies, they say sandwich, but soup heads want soup that's hot. Now pepper, my last bowl was the hottest. They want to know if it's crock potted. They say my soup's changed, they want to know if I pre-bought it. I'm cooking soupy things. Soup dog is the name, here's how my soup's made. Still slicing my beets, still tossing in cheese. Still not loving the leaves. I'm representing for the soupets all across the world. Still. Breaking crackers in those soup bowls, girl. Still. Tweaking my mom's famous recipe. And I still got the stove on heat. It's the SOU. Representing for the soupets all across the world. Still. Breaking crackers in those soup bowls, girl. Still. Tweaking my mom's famous recipe. And I still got the stove on heat. It's the SOU. The and Shauna podcast. <laughs> I just listened to the soup there again. <laughs> and it cracked me up. There was one day in 2021 I was going to Sundry and you guys did a bakery thing but you did it as the Beastie Boys bakery thing the Beastie Boys talk uh, oh Yeasty Boys Yeasty Boys yeah and I will never forget that. That one cracked me up so hard. Did we do a parody of that, or were we just talking about the Yeasty Boys? You're just talking like it. Yeah. 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 That's freaking hilarious. It wouldn't be a bad idea, though, to make them a no, song. No, I, I know. Just as, yeah. That's just funny. the way that they do it. Like, it's easy. I don't think it's easy to do, but it's easy enough to make fun of or mock. Like, like the style, like where you join on the last word of each line? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's exactly be... what you guys did. You hit that last word hard every time. It's just, Man. just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Really? <laughs> okay. Hilarious. Uh, I'd like two bags of hot dog buns. <laughs> Smells like this loaf's almost done. done. I've got a couple deliveries. I've got to run. run. Working here's a ton of fun. <laughs> like that? <That's laughs> I really forgot funny. about that, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. No, I got me good. We have a terrible memory, by the oh way. Neither God. of us recall doing it. I was like, what? No. Uh, it sucks having this memory. <laughs> Even though you suggest it, we're like, what a great idea. We yeah. should do that. Already and then did we it. did. <laughs> it's fine. It's, this is the, the radio memory that I always talk about. Yeah, this is what we train ourselves to do and not remember anything we've ever done. It's good. February 12th is six years since I quit drinking. And I my memory from like that point, from February 12th, six years ago till now, is just ridiculous. Bet, like Way better? Oh yeah! Wow. Oh. Uh, so you, have you not had a drop in that time? No, nothing. I quit. I quit drinking, smoking, and dropped Facebook all the same day. That's wow. you became a new man. That was your rebirth. Yeah, I got rid of all negatives in my life in one day, and it has been fantastic. You're a wow. born again <laughs> human, not a born again Christian. Born again uh, human. Yeah, there you go. Born again idiot. You know the best place to quit drinking and smoking. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> 
in the new community of Midtown in Airtree. There are three types of homes, paired homes, lane homes, single-family front-drive homes. They're also in the final phase. It's a great community. There's Central Pond, a walking bridge. It's centrally located in Airdrie as well. Is it actually that much better to quit smoking and drinking there? What if you do want to smoke and drink at Midtown and Airdrie? Well, you, you can do anything too. you want at Midtown and Airdrie, it's really. It's your place, right? Yeah, it's your place. <laughs> Visit ShaneHomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. Quit drinking, smoking, or smoke and drink, whichever. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We touched on this briefly yesterday, but it got me thinking. Is there anything more marked up than chicken wings? Because yesterday I was talking about how you can go for a wing Wednesday, for example, and you can get a pound for three bucks, maybe four bucks now. I don't know with inflation what it's going to be. But mm-hmm. then you go on a regular day and it'll be like 18 or $19. <laughs> they're trying to sell you these chicken wings for. And I'm like, I can't possibly pay that when I know I can get them for $4. And if they can afford to drop it that low, right. they're clearly not costing them. Or maybe it's a lost leader. And maybe they're like, oh, you'll come in, you'll have a few beer, and we'll make money on the beer. Well, that's also what I was curious about. I was like, I wonder what it actually costs a restaurant to produce these chicken wings. Because it can't be that much if you're if you're putting them that low. Well, I think we've talked before about how chicken wings were initially like an undesirable part of the chicken. And then it was just clever marketing that made them... Yeah. And when you look at them, you, you they still kind of do look undesirable, mm. you know? Like the fact that we eat those things, but now it's just, yeah, it's a cultural thing where yeah. you go and you watch the game and you beer eat chicken wings. wings and the football you chug back your beer and that's what you do. Football. But is there anything else that's more, mar- I guess, okay, so the big one is, of course, everyone talks about the popcorn at movie theaters. Oh, that might be, yeah. And that would probably <sighs> that might be the, trump chicken wings. The most marked up thing, yeah, because I, I worked in a movie theater and I forget what they said a bag cost. It was like five cents or ten cents like the bag really? itself is more than the popcorn thing because you buy it in such huge quantities and you make such huge quantities at once right and then a bag of popcorn is like how much does it cost at a movie theater if you buy it by itself fifteen dollars now <laughs> or something a hundred dollars one hundred dollars yeah like i think the bag was more expensive than than the popcorn is there anything um, else that even comes close to those two when it comes to markups food specifically yeah I don't know about food specifically. I I read this comment the other day. It was and this is an internet comment, so take it with a grain of salt. But it was someone who worked at one of those big box electronic stores. Yeah, and they said their discount, their staff discount, was cost plus five percent. So whenever they purchased something, they could get a pretty good idea of what cost was. Right. And they said there was there wasn't much markup on things like TVs, like uh-huh. those cost the the store quite a bit to even bring in. Okay. But they they went and bought a gold plated USB cable for forty dollars and when they rang it up it came to a dollar seventy five. Yeah. So that's cost the store like a buck sixty or whatever, and then they mark it up. So it's the cables wow. and the accessories and stuff where uh-huh. they where they really get you, I guess. I guess that makes sense. And this person was saying even when they were selling, like all they cared about is what what accessories and warranties they were pushing, not mm. the item itself. Like, not did you sell a big money. TV? What did you sell with it? So that makes sense. And like I said, comment on the internet. Don't know if that's true, but that's not food. No, but it doesn't. I mean, I mean yeah, go beyond food. I'm just the markups. I'm always curious about that kind of stuff. Pop is insane. Pop. <laughs> Gotta say it. Like I love that, both that of us. Pop. <laughs> Give me some pop. Can I have two bottles of pop? I need some pop. Every place should have bottomless pop. Pop. Right? You should never pay for a refill of pop anywhere. Because oh, if I it's know. found in pop, it costs almost nothing. Oh, my God. I, I was at a ski hill the other day, and a, one of those tiny-ass bottles of pop cost $6. I was like, at this point, I should have bought a beer. In a bottle? In a bottle, which I know bottle the bottle is, is more. But the battle. But if you're buying is more. But if it's a fountain pop, I know you should you should not be paying for refills. No, for every place crap. should have bottomless pop. Yeah. Give me all the bath.
The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Earlier this week on the show, I think it was earlier this week, you were telling us about how the name Kevin is mocked in Germany. Yeah. So Kevin is seen as the kind of white trash name of Germany. And it's because I guess for a while, a lot of lower class, quote unquote, people were naming their kids Kevin. So now it's used as an insult, like in the school year, you call people Alpha Kevins. Which is so funny. Which is ridiculous. It's anyway. So I think that yeah. was on Monday's podcast, if you want to hear that. We had a good laugh about that. We did, yeah. Um, and then I don't remember if it was on the air, if it was on our podcast afterwards, we were talking about how I don't think... It's, you know, like if, if there's a, a name that means something in a different language or it sounds like it's something, it means something in a different language, I don't think it's offensive to laugh at that. Mm, no. You know, like if someone, if someone comes to Canada and their name sounds funny in English and you laugh, you will get called a bad name. Whereas like if I went to a different country where they spoke a different language and my name sounded like something funny in their language... I would totally understand if people laughed. I, I would love think to know it was, about it. Like if Shauna meant fart in some language, that's I'd be like, hilarious. this is awesome. You know, yeah. that's not the least bit insensitive. No. I don't think that's just funny. That's mm-hmm. a translation. It's a bit of translation humor. Anyway, a friend of the show, Kier, sent me a message. Kier, spelled K-I-E-R, like like the snowboarder, Kier Dillon. Yep. Uh, and he said, it took a lot of giggling native Farsi speakers for me to eventually figure out that Kier means penis in Farsi. Oh, my God. That's yes. And he said the last time he met a woman who spoke Farsi, she started giggling when he introduced himself. And she's like, do you want to hear something funny? And he's like, is it that my name means penis in Farsi? (laughs) And she screamed with much delight. Yes. And then they both had a good chuckle about it. Uh, I was like, see, that's how it should be. I mean, what a great way to break the ice. Yeah. Friends for life. Yep. His name means penis in my language. Oh, I know what you're laughing at. Yeah. My name means (laughs) means penis. Can we bond over this now? Or instantly win someone over. That's yeah. I I don't think it's the least bit insensitive. I think it's just funny. (laughs) And I hope that if my name means penis in a different language, people laugh. Please let me know. I hope somebody tell me like in some language, Sean has got to mean something, something (laughs) vulgar. And I want to know about it. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So this Vancouver publication posted on Facebook recently and they said, what's the one thing everyone in Vancouver complains about? And I feel like we may have had some influence on some of the Albertans who commented on this post. It sounds like the post was maybe directed at Van Vancouverites. It was. It was. And it, it was. was it was all Albertans responding. It was Albertans that kind of hijacked this post. <laughs> and I was just like, I feel like some of these people may listen to our radio program, and I feel a little bit bad about the whole. What thing. What made you think that? Well, the first comment was everything. Ha 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 ha. Hashtag Vancouver Soft. They used the hashtag. The hashtag Vancouver oh, Soft man. was used on. The- it makes me so happy to see some of our material out in the wild like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely oh, somebody who listens to the show. Uh, <laughs> the next thing was, because again, it says like, what, what do people complain about? So <laughs> the next one, everything. People from Vancouver are known whiners. Ouch. Okay. The next Harsh. one, that their frappuccino is too frappy. No whining in Alberta. We just laugh at you in the city of pansies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could put... We whine about our own stuff here. I don't know if I completely agree with that, but... No, uh, no, I I don't. City of pansies. Again, and we laugh at you here. I was just like, okay, maybe they listen as well. Uh, The next one, definitely the weather, which in turn triggers them to complain about everything else. Them is used as well. And then it says, I finally left and moved back to sunny Calgary, and my depression cleared up in three days. So again, right back here in Calgary, I was like, do do you listen as well? (laughs) Yep. And then the next one, they complain about how it's a different type of cold. Like, it's not really that cold at all. 
It's a damp cold. It's a damp cold. It's a damp cold. We also have discussed at length in this radio program. It's both the nicest weather in Canada and the coldest. It is. They have their cake and they eat it too. And we say things like this often yes. and then now it's being reiterated on these posts. That That's are, hilarious. Again, directed oh, that to pleases me. <laughs> Just pleases completely me. hijacked. This like, is our life's work here. Hey, Vancouverites, <laughs> what do we complain about? Now Burns are like, oh, let me tell you what you complain about. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Conspiracy Corner. Yeah. Outlandish conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I'll do my best to explain this one. I'll be honest, this was all happening. I didn't really pay attention to the story, so maybe this is well known, or maybe I'm going to screw up some of the details. But anyway, okay. this has to do with Elon Musk. Um, so that you you may have heard, this has been going around, that since Elon Musk purchased Twitter back in October, he's lost more money than anybody in human history. He's lost like $100 billion. He's still one of the wealthiest people alive. It doesn't even... That doesn't even sound real anyway. It doesn't seem real to me either. No. So like you can lose $100 billion and still be one of the wealthiest people. Wow. So that goes to show how insane his wealth was at the time. Yep. But I heard this theory the other day just in passing about why he bought Twitter. So like he, he was talking about buying it and then he was going to back out. And then there was this court case where they're like, well, you, know, you got to buy it. And in that court case, some of his private text messages came out and he was texting like other billionaires and celebrities and like Joe Rogan and stuff. And... I guess like some of these, some of the content of these text messages was a little bit embarrassing, oh. a little bit cringy, were the way the headlines described it. And if this legal dispute had continued, apparently he would have had to release more personal text messages to support what he had said in the ones that were already out. Hmm. So there are some people who think that he spent forty-four billion dollars on Twitter just so he wouldn't have to release more of his personal text messages which make him look bad. As insane as that sounds, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Seriously. That wouldn't be the craziest if, thing I've heard either. If you have that amount of money and, yeah, you don't want to be embarrassed by these text messages, yeah, why not? Like you said, at that what point it all seems like play money. It totally it? does. Like, oh, 44 billion play monies for this? Okay. Yeah. Like, and it makes sense as to why the whole thing was so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he was buying in, then he wasn't, and then he was firing, and you're like, what is going on here? And then now it's, no, yeah. And it's still going. And I mean, people have been saying, is Twitter going to die? Is wow. it? Like, I mean, some people have jumped ship, but as far as I know, like many people are still using it. Hmm. Um, yeah. I know there were people who were cheering for the demise of Twitter, and I can't stand Twitter. So like, if it went away, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the least bit Me sad. Either. But the only thing is, I don't want those people to then flood the platforms that I still use. I see. Like, I don't want all the Twitter people... Because there are some weird Twitter people. ...to turn their attention to Instagram and TikTok, which are the two that I kind of like. Yeah. So, yeah, but anyway, that was just one of the theories as to wow. why Elon Musk changed his mind and was like, fine, I'll buy it. Yep. Just because, yeah, I don't maybe there's more Can you embarrassing imagine stuff. having that amount of money? <laughs> $44 billion, Holy that's the price hell. of people not seeing your personal messages. But if you have that money, I'd be like, yeah, no. No, I don't want you to see my nudes. On the plausibility scale, how many new world orders out of 10 does this one get, Shauna? I'm going to give this one 17. Totally possible. That's big. Totally yeah. possible. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. This is kind of a different etymology, and I'll make it quick. But uh, John, friend of the show John, sent me an article about contronyms. Have you heard of a contronym no. before? Uh, so it's a word that has two contradictory meanings, and it's its own opposite, essentially. Okay. So to give you an example, the word bolt. Think of the meanings of the word bolt. So one is the bolt that secures things. 
And another or it could is be to leave in a hurry. To flee. To leave in a hurry. So it's okay. the same word and it has two alternate meanings. That feels like a, maybe a bit of a stretch a bit in terms of opposites. Mm-hmm. Um, bound, for example, means to head to a destination or restrain from a movement, right? Okay. So you're bound for somewhere and then you're okay. kind of yeah. stuck. Or even like how move. a deer bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's one. Uh, dust means to add fine particles or to remove them. Because you call it dust because it's the fine particles when it's dusty, right. or to dust it, you take them off. Right. That one is dust a true it. opposite, a true constant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weather can mean to withstand, right? You're mm-hmm. weathering the storm, or to wear away. You're weathered. Oh. So there aren't very many of these words that have these opposite meanings like that, but I didn't even think of that as a thing. It's called a contronym. And like, like I said, some of them you have to stretch your idea of what an opposite is. Like the first one. That's the bolt, only one, though. Really, to fasten for me. Or, to, to, or to like to flee. Yeah, those I mean, are, those are kind of they are opposites, right? You hold it down, or you you go away. One's sort of referring to a person; one isn't. Fair. But the other ones are actual opposites. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's called a contronym. A contronym. I'd never heard of that term. So I synonyms, hadn't antonyms. Yep. Contronyms. Contronyms. It's a contronym. Nerd crap here. Nerd crap, guys. Word nerd. Word nerd. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Everyone in the world knows of the Great Lakes of Banff and the beauty of Lake Louise, but one of the lesser known areas of the Rockies is Kananaskis. The Kananaskis area was formed 200 million years ago with the rock, mainly limestone, created from layers of fossilized sea creatures. In fact, marine fossils can still be found in the area, including ancient coral reefs, oyster beds, and even shark teeth. There's proof that humans have roamed the lands of Kananaskis for over 8,000 years. The Estonian Nakoda, Siksika, Blood, and Kootenai First Nations all have connections to this land, although its modern-day discovery didn't come until Captain John Palliser ventured there. The downtown Fairmont Palliser Hotel is also named after this man. John Palliser was an explorer whose expedition party visited the Kananaskis area in 1858. He's the one who decided upon the name Kananaskis in honor of an indigenous man named Kiniakis, who was a warrior known for surviving an axe embedded in his head. The axe was said to have been lodged there after Kiniakis engaged in a noble fight to earn the attention of a woman. Although pioneers traveled the area throughout the 1800s, it wasn't until the railway was completed in 1883 that it became permanently inhabited. During World World War II, Kananaskis was home to a German prisoner of war camp. These prisoners helped clear the trees for the dam that created Barrier Lake. They would occupy their time climbing Barrier Mountain, and some became so attached to the area they returned there to live permanently after the war. In the late 70s, the Alberta government decided to protect this land by creating provincial parks that would become Kananaskis country, although the area wasn't well known until the 1988 Olympics. This is when Kananaskis gained exposure, as Mount Allen was developed as a ski hill that is now known as Nikiska. The Delta Lodge, John Palliser Manor, and Kananaskis Inn were all built just down the road to house Olympic fans. Perhaps one of Alberta's best-kept secrets, Kananaskis provides no shortage of adventure and history. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment.
You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. Later.